0: This week was interesting uh, as I prepared for the message. I kind of knew what I was going to preach, but it was just kind of funny how themes seemed to come up during the week. Uh there's a pastor, he pastors in Oshkosh and uh he was in town driving the bus because their junior high football team was playing our team and so he called and said, "Hey, you want to get together?" And we were texting back and forth and he asked me something about bringing our kids to the game and I said our kids really aren't at the age for football games yet. Somehow, anyway, the course of our conversation, it came to the place where he talked about the time that he left his nine-year-old daughter at a football game. You know what I mean? Have you ever been there, like, where you've forgotten a kid? I remember as a youth pastor, I think once I forgot a kid. Well, I, it was only one time, but, you know, where you're, you've just got so many things. You never want to be the one that forgets, but, boy, you never want to be the one that's forgotten. This week... um. You know, we had the, the 9-11 memorial, and it's this day in our country. And so all over Facebook, people put, we will not forget. And the ones that were real serious got King James on us and said, we shall not forget. You know how then when there's things that are important, we just don't want to forget them. Last week in the Word, we talked about uh, Psalm chapter 103 and, and forget not his benefits. We were talking about us not forgetting what God has done. This morning, I want to go in a different direction and and I want to be uh look at the other side of of forgetting and talk about the promise that God has not forgotten you. There's a promise that it's it's so clear as we look at the word of God. So 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 real or so vivid as we, we look at his word that, that God has not forgotten you. But so many times I think we feel like that kid wondering where mom and dad are or the youth pastor that left them in the restaurant. Like, where's the bus? I don't know how I'm getting home. The word of God today is that he has not forgotten you. I'm going to begin in, in, in the book of Isaiah chapter 49. God will not forget you. I'm going to pray before I read these words and just believe that God will speak to our hearts today. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be here today. God, we thank you for the goodness of your love and and the promise that we'll see in your word. And I pray, God, for us this day that we hear from you. God, we want your very will to be accomplished in our lives. We gather in this place this day to hear the very word of God. And we pray that word produces good fruit in us. God, we pray for our hearts we pray for our minds. We pray for our ears. We pray for ourselves that we would be able to pause and listen, reflect upon your word. As we yield ourself unto you, God, we pray that, that you would illuminate truth in our lives, the words that we need to hear this day. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would be our advocate or counselor in this room. God, for myself, I pray for me that it wouldn't be my words, only yours coming forth, only your truth being revealed to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah chapter 49, it says, this is what the Lord says, at just the right time, I will respond to you. On the day of salvation, I will help you. I will protect you and give you to the people as my covenant with them. Through you, I will reestablish the land of Israel and assign it to its own people again. I will say to the prisoners, come out in freedom And to those in darkness, come into the light. They will be my sheep, grazing in green pastures and on hills that were previously bare. They will neither hunger nor thirst. The searing sun will not reach them anymore, for the Lord in his mercy will lead them, and he will lead them beside cool waters. And I will make mountains into level paths for them, and the highways will be raised above the valleys. See, my people will return from far away, from lands to the north and in the west, From as far as the south as Egypt, sing for joy, O heavens, rejoice, O earth, burst into songs, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on them in their hearts. Verse 14 through 16, look at these words, yet Jerusalem says the Lord has deserted us. The Lord has forgotten us. Never can a mother forget her nursing child. Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. I'm going to read that again because that's profound. That's God's word to his people. Can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. In verse 16 it says, See, I have written your name on the palms of my hands. Always in my mind is a picture of Jerusalem's walls in ruins. This morning I want to talk about the promise that God will not forget you. Isaiah The prophet. Who was he? What was his, what was this book of Isaiah about? Why is he writing this to Jerusalem? Why does Jerusalem grumble and wonder? Has the Lord forgotten them? What is going on? Isaiah was a prophet to the, to the southern kingdom, which was the kingdom of Judah. And the kingdom of Judah, it, it went through a really good time, and then it got into a very bad time. And we're seeing these words in Isaiah 49 in a moment in that kingdom's history that isn't very good. What has he remembered? I mean, we see from the words, I see your walls are how? They're in ruin. What ruins walls? Enemies, probably, right? Other kingdoms. God's people, his children, are living in a time they expected that that everything was going to be good. And and so now they're in a place where their walls are ravaged. Uh, They don't have much. They're they're in slavery. They're in bondage. They're in captivity. This is not how the story was supposed to look. And the people that Isaiah is, is speaking the word of God to, they begin to question, has God deserted us. I mean, where is God in all this? Where is God in the midst of my broken walls? Where is God in the midst of of bondage and slavery? Where is God when, when this doesn't seem fair? God, have you deserted us? What's going on? Isaiah's prophecies To the, to the, to the people. His words from God to the people of Judah kind of followed a theme. Early on, they were about sin and judgment. If they would have listened to those prophecies, they probably would have never got to the second half, which was the redemption and the salvation of the community. Because of their sin and judgment, they were experiencing the situation they were in. And now Isaiah is speaking to them very redemptive words. Sometimes we need an encouraging word. We talked about words in Sunday school. Sometimes we need to be lifted up, right? He's speaking to a kingdom now that is a, a kingdom of or it's just a remnant. It's not even the full kingdom because there's only a remnant left that can hear from him of broken people. People who are convinced that God has forgotten them. Why did they feel deserted? Was that the reality? That God forgot them? Why did they feel deserted? They felt deserted because of their circumstance. Right? I mean, seriously, if God was love, I wouldn't be experiencing this. We wouldn't be dealing with ugly kings and nasty people. Have you ever been there? Where? Because of your circumstance? You start to wonder, has God deserted you? Because of your situation? Because of your brokenness? Because of of your actions? Because of what you've done? You've got there and you've begun to wonder, where is God in all this? Have you just left me on this hill to die? Did you call me out to Western Nebraska to do what? Have you ever felt my God just maybe just left you? There's a promise for you this morning. There's a promise for you in your situation. There's a promise for you that is consistent throughout Scripture, a promise that you need to understand, a promise that you need to receive, a word that needs to become life inside of you. If you're wondering, has God forgotten you? The answer is no. He will not forget you. I'm going to tell you, the world might tell you different. difference. Your friends might tell you different. difference. The others in your remnant might say, yeah, look at your circumstance. There's no way God has remembered. You might have others in your life that point out all the reasons that God is not working and that God has abandoned you, but the promise is that he will not forget you. That's what his word says. There's a story in Genesis. It's about three or four chapters. It's the story of Joseph. We know it, so I'm not going to go into all the details. Remember his story? Joseph is a dreamer, but he's also a talker. So Joseph has a dream and he runs his mouth and his brothers get mad. His brothers sell him. They were going to kill him first, but then they sell him. He goes to Egypt. He he gets some prominence in Egypt and then he's falsely accused and he's in prison in Egypt. Remember this story? And while he's in prison, he has some acquaintances there. Do you know who they were? They were, they were royal royalty, the king's cupbearer cup and the baker. And I have to imagine, can you imagine how forgotten Joseph feels in a prison in Egypt? Like he had this great dream about other sheaves bowing down to him. God gave him this promise that seemed remarkable. He thought it was being fulfilled, and then all of a sudden the rug was pulled out from underneath him, and now he's in jail again. I got to imagine in that in that jail cell, he's got to be feeling some self-pity and, and and forgotten. Like seriously, like this is not how the story was supposed to go. Hey, guy, you remember that dream? Yeah, I know it wasn't what I ate the night before. You gave me a real dream. I knew it was from you. And now here I am in prison with a stinky cupbearer and a baker. Why? How do I know that he's wrestling? I'm implying that he's wrestling that? What is my argument based upon? It's based upon his words. What happens? They they have dreams, right? These two two servants of the king have dreams. And they come to Joseph to interpret their dreams. They start sharing their dreams with Joseph. And he does just that. Genesis chapter, chapter 40, verses 12 through 14. This is what it means. Joseph said to him, The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position. And you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand just as you used to do when you were his cupbearer. But when all goes well, what does he say? Remember me. When all goes well with you, remember me. Have you ever been there? You just wanted someone to remember you? I mean, I've got to imagine that, 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 that Joseph in this moment, he's, he's feeling forgotten. So, so he interprets this dream and he knows that the cupbearer is now going to go serve the king. The beggar, we're not going to go there because his isn't that good of an outcome. He doesn't have anything to remember because he's going to be dead. But he looks at this man. He says, you're going to be with the king. You're going to put the cup in his hand and please, please, please remember me. Isn't that not the heartfelt desire in man? Like, don't forget me. Don't forget me. I mean, sometimes we feel forgotten by families or friends. I mean, I was talking to someone the other day about high school. I don't talk to anybody from high school, people I never thought I didn't know if they know who I am anymore. Not the desire that, 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 that people would remember you. Joseph is expressing his heartfelt desire. Like, remember me. Don't forget me. Genesis chapter 40 tells us, the chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. He went and served the king and he forgot all about Joseph until some years later the pharaoh had a dream that needed to be interpreted but but the scripture is pretty clear that 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 the cupbearer forgot him remember me don't don't forget me don't forget about these words don't forget about this promise. Don't forget about this conversation. Just remember me. I'm here in this prison and I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be, my brothers are supposed to be bowing down to me right now. Uh, God, God is, is where, where's He at in all this? What is going on? Just, just someone, please, remember me. Joseph's story is God does not forget. God remembers him and brings him to prominence and allows him to be a deliverer for his people. What is is the story throughout the Old Testament? I love these words we're going to look at. In the book of Genesis it says, But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and all the livestock that were with him in the ark, and he sent a wind over the earth, and the waters receded. In Genesis chapter 19 it says, Thus it came about, when God destroyed the cities of the valley, that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow and he overthrew the cities in which Lot lived in Genesis chapter 30 it says God remembered Rachel and God gave heed to her and opened her wound we're not serving a God who forgets but we are serving a God who remembers if God can remember Noah if God can remember Abraham if he can remember Rachel or Joseph I can promise you God will remember you God doesn't forget. He has not forgotten. Yes. It may seem like that. Yes, your walls may be in ruin. Yes, you may be wondering why you're in the situation you're facing. Yes, everything might seem wrong. Yes, your choices may not be the greatest. Yes, your your family may be going through problems. Yes, you may have had problems with health. Whatever else is going on, and then we begin to wonder has God deserted me? He will not forget. He will not forget. Why? Those verses. I love it. Verses 15 and 16. We read it. Never can a mother forget. Let me, let me say this morning, if you're feeling deserted, if you're wondering if God has forgotten you, if maybe you're questioning whether he's, he's near you or not, maybe you're questioning whether he even has any thought of who you are in the midst of I mean, there's a, there's a hurricane going on, right? How can God remember me right now? This is a big world. There's lots of people. How's he going to remember me? Let me tell you. If you're feeling that, if you're questioning that this morning, the word of the prophet Isaiah is is word for you today. Never can a mother forget her nursing child. Can she feel the love? Uh, can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. Let me tell you this morning. He will not forget you, child of God. He will not forget you. See, he says, I've written your name on the palms of my hands. Always in my mind is a picture of Jerusalem's walls and ruins. Yes, always in my mind, I'm seeing all that you've gone through. Always in my mind is the midst of your devastation and destruction. And I've written your name on my hands. I remember when I was in school, people would write stuff on their hand. It was before these smartphones and Palm Pilots and all that stuff. Have you had something to remember in those days? You know what you did? You got your pen out and you wrote it on your, your hand. It was your original Palm Pilot, Right? Something that you can see, something that will remind you, something that that will make you aware of what you had to do. You wrote down your homework assignments, you wrote down uh, phone numbers if you were lucky enough to get one. You wrote down all these things that you didn't want to forget, right? Not me, Mama would beat me if I wrote on my hand. She was convinced I would die of some ink poisoning, so I wasn't allowed to write anything on my hand. But that's what everybody did. Think about that for a minute. Isaiah's speaking for God. Isaiah's looking at his people. Think about that this morning. You're wrestling with, has God forgotten you? You're wrestling with, has God deserted you? He says, no. Why? Because I wrote your name on my hand. Yeah, God's got big hands, okay? Okay. But I'm telling you, he's written your name on his hand. When I was dating Tam, I didn't write on my hand, I wrote on my ball cap. If you know me, I wear ball caps all the time. They're kind of an extension of me except for Sunday mornings. And since I wasn't allowed to write on my hands because my mama trained me right, I had to figure out somewhere to write dates that I wanted to remember and there was something that was always there. So we were dating and she said yes, she'd go out with me. I wrote a date down, put my hat back on. I'm not a smart man, I don't remember things, I've got to do something to remember. And then when she told me she loved me or I told her I loved her, I wrote it on my... My ball cap and put it back on my head. why I write it? Because I wanted to remember. I don't know where that ball cap is. I might have to look for it. But imagine what it speaks to my wife right now if I give her that ball cap. <laughs> now that I've forgotten, it's not going to do me any good. We're married now. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> What value comes from seeing those numbers? That you would take time to write down these things that are so important to you. What about when God shows you his hand and you're feeling forgotten? What about you when you're broken, Judah, and you feel like everything's wrong and your world is falling apart and you're out here all by yourself and the prophet of God, the man of God looks at you and he says, look, God says, I've written your name on my hands. When you look at the hand of God and you see your very name written upon his hand. He didn't want to forget. He wouldn't forget. It probably was more a reminder for me that he would not forget. God has written your name on the palm of his hand. I love Isaiah chapter 49 because, yes, it's a word to the people, but it's also a word about the one that's coming. Isaiah chapter 49 is very messianic. What does that mean? It's messianic prophecies. It's it's words that are about Jesus who is coming. And so when you look at some of the words in this chapter, I'm just doing this to build up what what he wrote on his hands. It's talking about Jesus who is coming. You are my servant Israel in whom I will display my splendor, that you may bring my salvation To the ends of the earth. The Redeemer and Holy One of Israel. To him who was despised and abhorred by the nations. To the servant of rulers, kings will see you and rise up. Princes will see you and bow down. Who are those verses talking about? Who is the one that's going to be the Redeemer? The Holy One of Israel? Are not those words about Jesus Christ well, if those words are about Jesus Christ, then maybe the words about writing your name on his hands are about Jesus Christ as well. John chapter 24. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We've seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger in the na- in where the nails were, and put my hand in his side, I will not believe a week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. He said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach your hand out and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Have you ever wondered why the resurrected Jesus still had scars in his hands? Like, Really? Rational thought, I think, like Jesus restored new life. Why does he still have scars on his hands? Why are the scars still there? Like, what was the point? Maybe the scars are how your name in in, in more accurate, probably, or more literal translations. It says, I will have your name engraved on the palms of my hands. How was your name engraved upon his hands? Through the cross. So he's showing Thomas. Thomas is doubting whether or not he's alive. Thomas is doubting whether or not he's there. And he puts his hands out to Thomas and Thomas is seeing his very name written on Jesus Christ's hand. I know there's some liberal translation from Pastor Steve, but I'm saying I believe there's something messianic in that chapter. I believe that through the scars upon Jesus Christ's hands, that your names, you are constant. He's constantly reminded he will not forget you. He knows the the extent to which he went for your salvation, for your redemption he won't forget he can't forget the story of the the cross Luke chapter uh 23, it's not in the slides, so don't try and find it. Recall what's happening on the cross. There's two criminals with Jesus. And one of them is barking insults at Jesus, and the other one basically says, shut your mouth. Do you know who you're talking to? Remember that? He doesn't say that. That's Pastor Steve's version. The other criminal rebuked him and said, don't you fear God? Since you're under the same sentence, we're punished justly and we're getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. He said to Jesus, remember me. Remember me. You guys can come forward. I'm going to promise you today God will remember God remembered Noah. God remembered Rachel. God remembered Jacob. God remembers Judah. God remembered the criminal on the cross. He won't forget you. He won't. Forget you. How do I know that he knows me? Well, we, we know he knows me by confessing with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. At the point we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Believe in our heart that he, that he raised him from the dead, that he was raised from the dead. We will be saved, the scripture says, at that point he will not forget. Sometimes we just have to say, God, remember me. Was there anything wrong with with the cry of of Judah? Maybe it was coming from the wrong place. But sometimes I just want to be remembered. Jacob in a prison crying out for men, just remember me. Hey, dude, don't forget me when you stand before the king. Sometimes the cry of our heart is, remember me. Hey, God, don't forget me. I don't like this this prison. I don't don't like this this place where I am. Remember me. And God's saying today, I wrote your name. I took a, a nail and I engraved in my hands your name. So you wouldn't be forgotten. God will not forget. That's not the character of my God. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I haven't forgotten you in the midst of your storm. I haven't forgotten you in the midst of your prison. Yes, your walls, everything that's wrong is before my very eyes. That's how much I remember you. God, I pray for the words of the prophet. God, I pray for those words to reign in us this day. The promise that comes through your son, Jesus Christ the assurance that we have, the confidence that that brings, the reminder that that it is to us of the promise that you will not forget. I serve a God who remembers. Maybe this morning you need to say, God, remember me. Maybe you need to cry out like the criminal. Hey, just remember me. Maybe you need to speak like Joseph. Just remember me. Maybe you need to let your words rain out God. Remember me. Maybe you need to be honest with God. God, I felt deserted. God, I feel abandoned. God, I feel alone. Remember me. Promise you God loves you. He loves you. He says, can a nursing mom forget the child at her breast? Can a mom forget the child that was born to her? Even if that's possible, it's not possible. I would not forget you. God, remind us this day. Show us your hands. Let us experience you. God, remember us. Remember me. For everyone in this place this morning, I would invite you that, that as we spend just a little bit of time in worship that, that you cry out to God. Maybe you need to raise your hand and say, God, remember me. Maybe you need to stand up and say, God, don't forget about me. Maybe you need to walk forward and say, God, don't forget about me. Maybe you need to, to talk to someone about all the, the devastation and destruction that you're in, all the, the brokenness that's around you. And you need to be reminded about all that God has done, the demonstration of His love that is yours this day. he's not forgotten. Remember us. If you feel forgotten today, go to the cross of Jesus Christ. If you feel rejected, if you feel alone, if you feel abandoned, if you feel deserted, get to the cross of Jesus Christ. If you're wondering, does God remember, remind yourself with the very cross of of what He did, how He sent His Son. For God so loved the world, He sent His Son so He wouldn't forget you. So He could not forget you. Through the cross of Christ, I have the assurance of salvation. Through the cross of Christ, I know everything, every sin that separates has been forgiven, has been removed. I know there's no longer sin and judgment coming my way. There's only redemption and salvation through my Savior, Jesus Christ. And my circumstance may scream judgment, but my Savior said, I've been set free. Let me remember this day. Show us your hands. Let us experience your love. thought about was my kids. My kids want to make sure mom and dad don't forget them. Now I know as a dad I'm not going to forget my kids, but sometimes I think they wonder. So if I go in the other room and I happen to to open a, a bag of candy, all three of them come running. All four of them forgot one. come running. And you know what they do? Pim said the other day I had, don't don't tell anybody I had caramel sauce for ice cream. Sometimes you don't need ice cream for caramel sauce. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's just got to come from the jar. And so all three of my kids are there or all four of my kids are there with their mouths open. And they're making noise because they don't want dad to forget him. Like, I'm going to forget him standing there with your mouth open? Maybe this morning you need to open your mouth a little bit. Not that your dad will forget you, but maybe he's, he, he, it'll just remind him to get there a little quicker so he can shut your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we have to open our mouths, sometimes we have to raise our heads. kids. Raise our hands, kids in class, right? You raise your hands because the teacher's going to forget you when it comes to something. They're not going to forget you. Maybe today you need to raise your hand. Maybe you need to, to open your mouth. Maybe you just need to say, remember me. Whatever it is, allow God the opportunity to, to show you His love. Powerful word for you this morning. God has not forgotten you. The word of the prophet See, he's written your name on the very palms of his hands. God has not forgotten. If you were writing the story this day, I would say, but God remembered. Be reminded. Allow yourself to be reminded. Of how much He loves you. The Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May He turn His face towards you and grant you His peace. And may you be reminded, may you understand, may you fully embrace, may you hold on to the reality, to the promise that God will not forget you. Not just this day, not just this moment. But this week, but this month, but this year, but this lifetime, allow yourself to to, to go with the confidence that my God will not forget. My God cannot forget. Amen? Be blessed. Be remembered.